Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. Have you ever had a conversation about someone being the one? Or better yet, maybe someone told you that they thought that you were the one. And when we say the one, we're talking about someone that could make someone happy or, you know, make them feel good. Maybe someone that they would want to date or maybe the one that they would marry. Now, conversely, there are those who are not the one. And a lot of times there are signs that this person is not the one and we tend to ignore the signs. On this podcast, I'm going to give you some key indicators about the signs that they are not the one. And I'll also give you some red flags as well. So sit back, relax, we'll drop the theme music, and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it! Welcome back. As I mentioned at the top, I'm talking about signs that they are not the one. Now, I'll be the first to admit that this concept is really a lot easier said than done. And the reason being is that when you're in the initial stages of getting to know someone, you know, you really don't know who you're meeting or who you're getting into because, you know, people can tend to be whomever they want to be at this point. Uh, you know, especially now with the advent of social media and the Internet, you know, people can, you know, front and perpetrate and be who they want to be. So, you know, kind of weeding out uh, what it is that you want and who you're looking for can be, you know, uh, it can be a tedious process, to say the least. Um I was actually doing some work online and I came across this headline and and it got me to thinking about doing this this podcast. And one of the things that jumped out at me was a quote. And I think this eloquently describes this podcast and what we're going to talk about. And it says, and I quote, sometimes in the fog of excitement, our vision is impaired and this hinders our ability to see the tell all signs and red flags. Despite what you've been taught in school. That small voice in the back of your mind isn't necessarily your conscience. It may be the last functioning piece of your brain, desperately telling you that the person you're seeing is not even close to being, quote unquote, the one. Close quote. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Now, I'll be the first to admit with, you know, full disclosure, I'm married. So, you know, I'm not out looking for anybody. And as my single friends tell me, the last time I was on the dating scene, Tupac was still alive. <laughs> but I will say this much, although I'm out of the game, if you will, I still have single single friends, both male and female. And, you know, I, I hear them talk and we talk constantly about, you know, what it's like to be dating and things of that nature. And this podcast necessarily isn't about dating, but it's sometimes when you find someone and you think that they might be the one, you know, like, like the quote says, sometimes our vision is impaired and you know some of the warning signs and some of the red flags are right there in front of our face 
and we tend to look the other way. And I think part of that honestly could you know, be a, a byproduct of what society says, because society will tell you that, you know, ladies, you should have a man or ladies, you should be married by a certain age and you should have kids and fellas. You don't want to be the old guy in the club and so forth and so on. Um, and yeah, I think you have to take that stuff with a grain of salt, because at the end of the day, when you look at people and I study people, I'm gonna be honest, I study people, you know, are you in a relationship to, you know, are you seeking a relationship for long-term commitment? Are you seeking a relationship to be married? And, you know, once you get married, are you <laughs> seeking a marriage to be in the marriage long-term? I mean, those are questions that you really have to answer yourself. Um, nonetheless, I think it's baby steps, you know, start with a friendship, you know, get to know someone, start with a friendship and then kind of go from there. Uh, the concept of someone being quote unquote, the one, I'm sure each and every one of you under the sound of my voice has been told either you're the one or you pointed out someone in your life that could have been the one or is the one. And, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. Nonetheless, I think like we all get to that point. And even in doing this podcast, I, <laughs> I had to kind of think back to like, yo, is there ever been a time where I said, OK, she's the one I mean, like. You know, again, I met my wife in college. So even when I met her, it wasn't like, yo, she's the one. <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't even checking for her like that. Was, she was cool, but, you know, it wasn't like that. So, you know, you just you just don't know. And I think sometimes we, you know, rush things. And again, some of the warning signs are right there in front of us. And we choose to look the other way. Um, with that being said, I'm going to give you a couple of indicators uh, that they're not the one for you. Um, number one, you don't trust him or her. Well, I mean, it goes without saying, if there's no trust, there's no friendship, there's no relationship, period. Um, I'm not even really a fan of the whole jealousy thing. Like I, I know there've been times in the past uh, you know, where, uh, <laughs> just personally <laughs> where maybe someone I was dating, uh, tried to make me jealous. Like I've never been the jealous type. Um, and I've never been the type that's been untrustworthy. I think, I think you, you know, you, you put trust in the people and, and, you know, you keep them from being jealous, I think, but you know, some people are just jealous by nature, I guess. Um, but you know, if you're at the point where you're, just you can't trust that other person, then really that person's not for you. If you're, if ladies, if your man is hacking into your email account, checking your phone, <laughs> you know, uh, following you out when you're out and about, that's not, that ain't love, boo. I mean, like this is, <laughs> it's not, man. They don't trust you. And I think, you know, when someone, some some people use jealousy as a crutch for their lack of trust. And I'm, because I'm not a jealous person, like that doesn't fly with me. So like when you say, you don't, you know, I'm just a little bit jealous or I'm jealous of other guys or I'm jealous of other women, so forth and so on. Nah, because if you have that person, then they're yours. You know, you don't really, you're not worried about anybody else. So um, trust. 
that's the first thing I wrote down. Yeah, if you if that person if you don't trust that person, then and if they don't trust you, then you know <laughs> that's one sign that they are not the one. Um, next thing I wrote down, uh, you have a list of things that they need to stop doing or saying or maybe even wearing if you want the relationship to work. Um, those are what you call flaws. If, and we all have flaws. Even the most mundane relationship have flaws. They're, they're flaws in people. They're flaws in relationships. There's flaws in marriages. It is what it is. We're, none of us are perfect. Anybody tell you that they have the perfect relationship or better yet, we have the perfect marriage. <laughs> you a damn lie. There's no such thing. So, if you're if you're you know really really concerned about fixing someone's flaws or they're concerned about fixing your flaws, um, they're either not the one that you want or maybe you're just not ready for a serious relationship. And then by that point, if you realize that you're not ready for a serious relationship, then cutting you excuse me cutting them loose, it gives you a chance to kind of grow and gives you the opportunity to meet you know someone else and someone who can embrace you you know for who you are, but. Yeah, anytime there's a list of stuff that they need to stop doing or saying or wearing or stuff like that, like fellas, if if you don't like the fact that she wears tight clothes <laughs> and and that's a condition for you or or let's say, you know, ladies, you don't like the fact that he smokes weed. You know, I mean, like really and truly, if you look at it from a practical standpoint, it's a deal breaker. And you're kind of holding on to something hoping that they're going to fix it and change it. You know, I, and I always say, man, the core of who the, who people are, that's who you are. Like the core of who I am, I'm not any different than I was 20 years ago. I'm not, not at the core. Now, you know, things have changed about me. Um, I think I've grown, <laughs> I think I've grown as a man, but no, I mean, the core of who I am, same dude. Um, so yeah, that's another sign that they're not the one. Um, this next sign is pretty obvious, but I've seen it work negatively. Um, if they're struggling with an addiction, (laughs) if your woman is on crack, uh, crack is whack. (laughs) No, but seriously, if someone's struggling with an addiction, that's the fact that you love them is doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't. Um, because ultimately they're going to love their habit or what they're addicted to way more than they love you. Um, and I've seen, I know a couple of people who struggle with substance abuse and been in relationships. I know one person who actually had a gambling addiction and, um, you know, it ultimately cost him his marriage. Um, you know, so, I mean, like you can have all of those things, but ultimately, their addiction will take over. So, you know, don't fool yourself into thinking that, okay, just because I got her in a relationship, I'm going to help get her off, you know, liquor. Nah, if she's an alcoholic, she's an alcoholic. I mean, you ain't going to change that. Um, you know, you can try your best to, you know, make, make things better, but ultimately, no, there's nothing about that that you can change. An addict may be able to change, but they're only going to do it on their terms. That's what it is. And once you come to realize that, you're better off. And that is a key sign that they are not the one for you. Um, Another thing. (laughs) This one's major. You want kids? 
they don't want kids or vice versa. Man, I know I can think of at least four people um, that I know, I'll put it like that, uh, who this has actually destroyed their relationships and marriage. Um, I mean, like I know one person who went as far as to, you know, threaten someone's life if they did not have a child. I mean, like, who does that? Do you... Listen, kids are a beautiful thing. I have four of them. My wife and I have four kids. I love them to death. Three boys, one girl. Light of my life. They are my heartbeats. But as a father, I will tell you that, you know, parenthood is something that you have to be ready for. And if you find the one and they're not interested in becoming a parent, then and that's something that you want to do then therein lies the problem. You can't force anyone to, ma- to having a child. And fellas, you definitely can't knock her up. <laughs> well, you can, but, you know, if you knock her up and she really doesn't want to have a child, you know, she could get rid of the child. And I've seen that happen too, you know, unbeknownst to the man. Um, you know, it's, so it's, it's, that's not, yeah, I mean, that's not a good look. So, Again, if you want kids or she wants kids or however, which, whichever way it goes, um, you have to be on the same page. If you're not on the same page as far as wanting children, then, you know, that's a sign that they're probably not the one. Um, another one I wrote down. The person avoids conflict at all costs. This is very paramount because in any type of relationship, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be disagreements. Should there be knockdown, drag out fights? No. But when you have two people in a relationship or better yet, two people in a marriage coming from two different directions, coming from two different places, coming from two different backgrounds, you're not going to see eye to eye on everything. Trust me. I don't see (laughs) my wife and I don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Uh, but you know, we try to find some type of common ground, but you know, we're too, and I'm just using myself as an example, like we're two headstrong people. So if she says the sky is purple, you know, and if I say it's blue, we're both pretty much going to dig in on those colors and nobody's going to change our mind. Um, and it's okay to disagree, but at the same time, you know, and experts will tell you that fighting is healthy. Um, not physically, but you know what I mean? (laughs) But, um, you know, when done right, you know, you can air your grievances, fix your problems in your relationship and have a better understanding. But just ignoring it and avoiding the conflict altogether, that's a problem. And that's a key sign that they're not the one. Um, another thing, your lifestyles. What if your lifestyles clash? Like if you're someone who is extremely frugal (laughs) hashtag cheap and they like to live lavish and spend money you know like to to no end uh that could be a problem uh you know i think you especially when you're talking about a serious relationship and then the possibility of marriage uh financially you need to be on the same wavelength as far as how you spend money maybe not necessarily what you spend money on but um you know, and then I know some people like I'll give you a perfect example. Good friend of mine, you know, he makes high six figures. And so he's single 
and like he's not interested <laughs> and it's gonna sound crazy but like he's not interested in a woman who's not making as much or you know he's not gonna date somebody making minimum wage i guess i'll put it like that um and you know he could he be passing up on opportunities at love of course um but he just figures I don't and I, you know, to be honest, I, I'd never even try to tap into his skull about how crazy he sounds when he talks about that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, if your lifestyles financially clash, uh, that person's not for you, because for some people, money is a very, very key component of their life. And for others, not so much. And you got to be on the same wavelength. Um, next thing that may indicate that they're not the one. Um, on paper, they seem great, but you got this strange little feeling. Uh, I think a lot of times we have that gut feeling and we don't necessarily follow that gut feeling. I was told a long time ago, go with your gut, go with what's in, because a lot of times your first instinct, if you can't really put something on someone and say, okay, well, something's not right. I just don't, you're not really feeling it the way that it should be felt. Uh, usually your gut will tell you the right thing. Um, don't ignore it. Uh, you may get along and be real cool on a superficial level, but if your instincts are telling you that that person is not the one, follow your instincts. <laughs> um, and also wrote down some red flags here. Um, red flags, obviously, uh, one comes to mind when someone is extremely charming. Um, now I don't mean like, you know, complimentary, but you know, people who really, really are self-absorbed, uh, manipulative and demanding a narcissist, if you will. Um, sometimes those people feel like they deserve special treatment. Uh, and those people tend to charm the pants off of everyone around them. Um, and, and they are for lack of a better term, you know, con artists. Uh, so watch out for those. Um, I don't want to, well, I'm not going to paint guys in that light, but I, I've seen a lot of men do that and, um, not as many women, but you know, just slick talkers. That's, <laughs> that's what we used to call it back in the day in the nineties. We used to call them slick talkers. And so, you know, some, some guys have the gift of gab. Some ladies got the gift of gab and you know, you, you gotta be careful with that. When people are extremely charming, uh, that should raise a red flag. Um, along those lines, uh, when someone showers you with tons and tons of compliments when you first start, you know, kind of kicking it or whatever, um, they're telling you at the beginning that you're the best thing since sliced bread. They build you up to gain your trust and then boom, they pull the rug from up on you. Um, I think you have to be mindful of those people because, those are the people who are really who really operate under the premise of what's in it for me. They're going to make you feel good, but you know they have ulterior motives. So you got to be mindful of that. Um, the next thing I wrote down here is people who lack empathy. Uh, I think that goes without saying, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, we all should have empathy to some degree about something or someone or some people, if you will. Um, you know, it's, 
I, I don't like being around people who are just like you. you <laughs> I was really about to just start talking about somebody, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but anyway, you can't. You don't want to be around people like that. You just people who aren't empathetic for others, particularly for you, or maybe you know they say certain things in a condescending way, uh, or they you know talk down, and then they tell you, "Well, you just need to." you know, loosen up or you need to learn how to take a joke or something like that. Um, those are the type of people that, you know, in reality, they need their ego stroked. And so they're going to put down other people to make themselves look better. Uh, yeah, it's it, run away from those type of people. Um, the next thing I have, uh, people who thrive on control, control freaks, not a good look not a good look whatsoever. Um, for me, that's a huge red flag because I think for the majority of you who are listening, I don't think that there's that many kids that listen to this podcast. So we're all grown here. So, you know, if you're grown, you have control over yourself. You have control over what you do, where you go, who you talk to, whatever you do, however you get down. And to have another grown person other than the people who birthed you into this world tell you what to do and where to go, how how to jump. Nah, man, it's not cool. Um, I am very leery of people who are control freaks because uh, they're never satisfied, never satisfied. And you can do no right in their eyes because, you know, they're calling the shots. So that's a that's a huge red flag for me. Um and then, you know, the, the, there are those who make the rules and the rules are constantly challenged and they're constantly breaking the rules. Um, that shouldn't be. There's rules and challenges and laws, if you will, to every relationship or friendship. And, you know, it, it's basically these type of people know isn't a part of their vocabulary. Um, steer clear of those people. Those people have serious issues and generally speaking, they're going to fight you, uh, every, at every turn, pretty much because anything that you say or do, they're going to try to debunk it and cause an issue. Um, the next thing that, that is a huge red flag for me, when you have people who say that everybody's hating them <laughs> or everybody's jealous of them, or better yet, everybody loves them. Nah, everybody don't love you. <laughs> for Trust me, for as dope as I am, I'm sure that there are quite a few people that don't like me. I really don't care one way or the other, but, you know, it's cool. I, I, it's good to know that there, there should be some people that don't like you. That's just the truth. I mean, it, everybody ain't supposed to like you, but there are those who are so self-absorbed that, you know, they feel like people are jealous of them. Either way, if you don't, you know, accept their advances and what they're doing and support them, then they consider you to be a hater. So, you know, it's very narcissistic behavior. Um, you know, you don't want to be around those people. That's a huge red flag. Um, and the last thing I got written down here, if they have a long history of infidelity or breakups, um, you know, I'll let you decide where you stand with people who've been cheating in previous relationships back to back to back to back. Personally, it's not really something I can kick it with. Like, I mean, like if that's your steez, that's how you get down. I mean, that's you. 
I don't function like that. So if I'm talking to a woman and she's been like, well, yeah, I cheated on my last boyfriend. Cheated on the one before that. Cheated on the one before that. <sighs> For as dope as I think I am, you're probably going to cheat on, <laughs> on me too. <laughs> so no, nah, I can't kick it like that. Uh, bad breakups. Um, those are red flags too. Uh, and it's, it's funny because like, I think... When you're in this, when you're in the initial stages of getting to know someone, you ask them about their previous relationships and things of that nature. Uh, and it's funny because, like, I would always tell people, and, I, and I've talked about this on my podcast before. Like, you know, I've if, if I if I put up my record of relationships, uh, the record's not good. <laughs> I mean, it obviously has shaped itself out because I've gotten married and been married here now for uh, 17 years at the time of this recording. But, um, you know, prior to that, you know, it was, it was, I had a bad, you know, I, I had, a, I, I messed up some relationships and, and, you know, it wasn't all my fault, but, you know, I messed up some. So, you know, I didn't have, but it wasn't like, you know, really, really bad things. It's just, things just didn't work. And it was part of it was me, you know, so I, I admit to that, but I tell people all the time, just because, you know, you become the one or you found the one that, you know, sometimes you have to go through a lot of bad, you know, things as far as relationships and experiences to find the one and find the right, um, you know, person for you. So it just it just really depends on how you take these these, uh, you know, these mis- missteps, if you will, and your relationships um, and then cultivate it from there. But, yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. Those are some signs that they're not the one also gave you some red flags as well. Uh, make sure that you apply it into your everyday. Cause trust me, there's a lot of stuff that you can learn just from watching people. That's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.